be a while before people hop on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Coffee with Tea. Um, I'm Tamar Israel. This is Tara Vargas Wallace and Rachel Devaney. Devaney, I keep Hi. saying the name. Devaney. Devaney. Uh, yeah. We're waiting for Ayana Parent to hop on because she's with a client because we all have jobs to do. So we're just going to shoot the shit for a little bit. Just to let you know, this show is not for kids. This this episode, not for kids. I swear a lot. It is what it is. So <laughs> we're just going to talk. I was going to ask. I was like, is this like professional me or can we, can I be like real with my girls? Like what's going on? Yes. I want all of the Tata. <laughs> all of the Tata. Hey, so am I able to share this so that my friends can see it too? Absolutely. How, what do I do? Uh, yo, that's a really good question. Uh, um, it says share screen, but that's like if I want to share a document or something, right? With with all of you. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, oh, are you on damn. Your huh? Are you on your computer? Yeah. All right. Uh, open up another window and um, go to my page, and the ah. live stream is already up. See, girl, that's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> Soon enough. <laughs> Let's freaking. <laughs> right. One day I'll make enough money to like feed myself. <laughs> what? I know. Not so. How y'all doing today? Pretty good. Good. Yeah. Excited to be here with Definitely. you. Tea, coffee mm -hmm. with tea. Yeah. Coffee with tea. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. What? See, it's so funny. I'm drinking like watered down iced tea because I don't have any. Coffee. It's. I don't. It's I don't I see, see you on. I don't see you going live yet. Well, I have watered down cold brew, so you know that is not good. So let me check oh. that out. Oh, are you on your poet page? Oh, I'm on my poet page. That's why. <laughs> it took me a Girl, second to look like that. a damn fool. Okay. Um. I still don't. See you Yo, is that like red? There you are. Okay, I'm gonna share it. Share. All right. Yeah, okay. So yeah. what are we what, what what's going on? What, what are we doing? What's up, everybody? Um, I'm Tamara Israel. This is Coffee with Tea, and I'm joined by Tara Vargas Wallace and Rachel Devini. We're waiting for Ayana Parent to hop on because she's with the client because we all have jobs to do. But soon enough, we'll start the show. So you guys come on in, listen to us, shoot the shit for a little bit, and we'll be starting shortly. Um, Tara, is that red like flannel? Yes, it is. <laughs> actually, 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 it's more like I don't know, polyester or something, but it's not it's not real flannel. It's just a flannel print. All right. I'm going with the with the fall look. <laughs> no, it looks good. You're making fun of me? <laughs> no, we, I love flannel. You playing? Listen. It's all flannel. good. It's all good. Flannel is flannel like sheets are the best. Oh hell yeah. I will pass yeah. out and die so hot. Especially in this weather. No, I love them. So, oh. Tamora, how's your eye? Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love you. We love you. Yo, uh, I you know what? You were real with it. <laughs> like, whatever. We all do stupid shit. You know what I love about you, though? You put yourself on blast, like... Hey, this is me. Like, <laughs> and that's it's the best way it's you can exactly. be. So, that's what we're I love so about you. So happy you're not blind. I'm, you know, so yeah. happy. I was so scared. So scared. It was all the crying that helped release it. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was Thank in, God. I was in like the beginning of the ambulance, like the hospital, and I was talking to the um the paramedic and my eyes, what I found out is that like both of your eyes move at the same time. Like that's just how I, I had no idea. I didn't that makes sense now that I think about it. But anyway, so I'm trying to keep my eyes closed it's because like, it hurts to move it. And I heard someone sneeze off in a distance and I said, bless you. And then the paramedic said, hey, look, look, your other senses are getting so strong. They're over there already. That's a good thing. I was like, no, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want it to get strong. Aye, aye. Oh, boy. What are we going to do with you? Seriously. I don't know. I was crying in the <laughs> ambulance. Like, I was supposed to have pizza today. <laughs> pizza with tea. Pizza. Oh, God, I freaking love pizza, guys. Like, <sighs> so funny. Wow. I'm so happy you're okay. And, uh, you know, at, at least we all know now to be careful with that uh, super glue or whatever the yeah. hell it was. Yeah, I don't even use super glue no more. So I'm like, just, I'm tape. Call me tapey T because I ain't using no super glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I, I, So, did no everybody school. go and vote yet? Yes. Yeah. Last week. Uh, I voted like two weeks ago. My Just daughter like waits uh -huh. until the last minute. So I'm like driving. <laughs> Barnstable, by the way, okay, needs to like get it right. Because uh -oh. um, so my daughter, we did we did the uh, mail-in voting. And she, of course she waited, you know what I mean, to, to send hers off. So I'm over here. I'm all morning long driving around town. I find the ballot box at the town hall. But it's not, it doesn't look like a regular ballot box. It's just a black box. So I'm like, I don't know if I should put this in here. Like, I want to make sure, you know, with everything going on, I want to make sure that her vote is counted. So I'm calling, I'm calling, because it's locked. All the doors are locked. I'm like, why are they closed? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's election day. So, so I'm calling town hall. I'm like, where's the ballot box? I need to drop off my daughter's mail-in ballot. And um, she's like, it's outside. I'm like, no, it's not. Because, you know, the ballot box, it's blue, and it has ballot and red written all over it. The one in Barnstable is just a black metal box. So I'm like, hmm. So I call and I'm and she's like, you know, it's right outside. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, she's like, I work here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay, because it doesn't look like a ballot box. And she's like, trust me, it's the ballot box. Well, sure enough, I look again and they had put a sign up that says, drop your mail-in ballot here. So I feel like an ass because all I had to do was read. But Either way, you shouldn't be like, isn't that some shit to have like a black mail-in ballot box when when like everybody's advertising the big blue, red and white, you know what I'm saying, ballot boxes and making sure everything that's going on with voter suppression, like you don't know, you know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know. It was sketchy to me. And Barnesville needs to correct that. Oh, yeah. but right. Ha ha ha. Hi, sorry. That's all right. No you worries. got a job. You get it. <laughs> um, yeah, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm Good. so happy to see everybody. I know. It's so, yeah. it's so great. Yeah, I can't wait for one day. We're all going to sit in a circle and snuggle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. One day. Make me all right. So much. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of laughing. No. Say what to who? 
I'm deaf. I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me either. I think one of us went out for a second. Oh, there she goes. She's I think back. it's me. My um, it's not the greatest, but let me see if I can move around a little bit. That's all right. You guys go ahead. I'm gonna get adjusted. You got it. All right, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Tea. My name is Tamora Israel. This is Coffee with Tea, a weekly show where we talk about pop culture events, uh, something about a little bit about my life and whatever else comes off the dome. Uh, this is a special episode, a special election episode. I'm talking to three amazing powerhouse community leaders and lucky enough, for me, they're my friends. So everyone, please welcome Tara Vargas Wallace, Ayana Parent, and Rachel Devine. Uh, Hi. Uh, <laughs> this is this is clap now, just so you know. <laughs> yes, let's get it there. Get it there. <laughs> so today's episode, um, we're going to talk politics because it's election day. Um, this day is beyond important. I have some pretty pressing questions for these amazing women, and um, I know that they're ready for it, and they're not ones to hold back, so you better get ready. Um, first of all, what's up, ladies? How y'all doing today? Good. Awesome. Sweet. Did everyone vote yet? Yes. 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 Me too. I was very excited. I, I got my like my early voting ballot thing, and I was just, yes, look at that. Put it right there. Mm -hmm. Yo, I didn't get a sticker in the mail. What's up with that, Georgia? I didn't nope. get a sticker either. Where am I? Did it happen? I have no idea. <laughs> I think Wareham and Georgia are like in cahoots. We should figure this out. Womp womp. <laughs> For real. Word. All right, guys. So we're going to start off with a bunch of questions. Um, I like very long, convoluted questions. So um, they might take a while, but I think uh, they're good. So I want to start off with Ayana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. So. <laughs> Um, you are a licensed social worker and certified fitness instructor. Uh, we are living in very divisive times. What steps do you think need to be taken to mend some of the torn fabric of our community, Cape Cod? And are there any exercises or stretches that you would suggest for people to do to relieve some of the stress from this election in the coming days? Oh that my gosh. Great okay. question. I love that question. Thank you. She's good with those yeah. questions, boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's better than the first one you asked me when we went out to dinner that one time. You're like, what lights you up in your life? I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just say, hey, how about like my middle name, maybe? <laughs> right? Nah. Right for the day. Like, Let's dive in. All right. Um, so, my favorite thing to talk about is breath. Um, because, well, we like to say that breath is like little love notes to our body. Um, but breath is also the one way that um, our body knows that we're safe. So when like the world is in chaos, which it, it really is right now, like very much in chaos, um, I am even feeling it in my body. That's the other thing. So when you're stressed, you don't just feel it logically. Like with thoughts, you actually feel it in your body. Um, so my stomach's been killing me. Um, and that's just a direct reaction to stress. And I think fear, a lot of our gut, we hold fear in the gut. Um, so, and I think whatever side you're on in this political situation, there's um, the outcome. So I think that's also what's giving people a lot of fear. Um, 
but coming back to breath, meaning so even just inhaling and exhaling, I just, that's why I was late because I was doing it with um, a client who was having a difficult time um, because of all the stuff that's going on. And so um, I was teaching him how to breathe, <laughs> literally like, because we short, we shorten our breath so much. I'm like, I'm like, do you know how to take a really deep breath? And he was like, well, I breathe all the time. I'm like, no, you do the shallow breathing, right? Where it's just like in your, it's literally like it goes here and then it goes there. Yeah. So taking a really deep inhale through your nose and then a, a long, long exhale out through your mouth and then letting your shoulders fall. So breath is the one thing that um, allows our body to know that we're actually safe in the world. Mm -hmm. so that's why a lot of people like PTSD, veterans, but it feels like we're in like crisis mode right now, right? So it feels like we're all in a war in some ways. Um, we are. And um, since we hold the strength in our body, breath is literally the only thing that, that helps us to know that we're okay. So if I had any information that I would want the world to know right now, it's use your breath and breathe. And then just really tap into love and positivity because it's there and it's not gone. You know, when people get stressed, they also feel like, feel like this is going to be forever and life is just doomed and we're, you know, <laughs> life is over. It's not. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of positivity. There's a lot of stuff that's, you know, even in the divisiveness, there's a lot of people that have really come together and really bonded around this. Um, so I'm so grateful for that. And the numbers of people voting, so grateful for that. I mean, that's huge. So many people did so much work to get people out and vote because people's lives are at stake, obviously, particularly people of color. So I think that's, that's good news. Um, so yeah, I just took a deep breath. <laughs> I I'll take a deep breath. breath. I'm right? trying to breathe through it. <laughs> Right. For real. <laughs> so yeah, breathe and smile, even like, you know, sometimes I forget because I get so I'm so stressed during this time that it's it's okay to like smile. It's almost like we're in grief too. You know, like if somebody dies, you're afraid to like smile or have fun or like still enjoy things, right? And you're like, oh my god, the world's in so much turmoil that like you forget that you actually can smile and enjoy little moments and so that that also helps the body to know that like there's still good in the world even though it's really really fucking horrible <laughs> at the same time both can be true at the same time Ooh. and we can still move on. I like that a lot I like both can be true at the same time I think a lot of times we think um either or black white like we can right. can be bad and like we can be good at learning how to get through the bad if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh. You said it way better. <laughs> um, thank you. Damn, that was a really good answer. See, I knew it. I knew it. All right. <clears throat> Rachel, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, again, a little long-winded, but we'll get through it. Okay, so you have a background in immigration as an immigration law as a paralegal. The Trump administration has yet to reunite 545 parents with children who were separated at the border. If Biden is elected, how optimistic are you about his administration's ability to reunite these families? Okay, that's a very good question. Um, so just to clarify, yes, I do have a background in immigration law, but I'm also an immigrant. So I'm an immigrant by way of adoption. I was born in El Salvador in 1978. 
And, um, you know, to be totally candid, I have, uh, when I was reunited with my birth family, I found out that much of my birth family um, is here in the U.S. undocumented. So, you know, I kind of have uh, personal feelings about it. Um, but, you know, to try to stick to your question, um, a lot of the issues that we have with immigration right now, mm-hmm. um, mainly immigration reform, is you know, due to Clinton, uh, the Clinton administration, a lot of people, you know, want to blame a lot of things on Trump. And believe me, I want to blame a whole lot of things on Trump. But (laughs) Trump's ability uh, to do what he's doing with detention centers and separating families, all Mm -hmm. of that stems from decades and decades of immigration reform that started Mm -hmm. with the Clinton administration. um, And Joe Biden was in politics at that time. Mm-hmm. And he was not helping immigrants at all. Um, you know, so when I think about his ability versus his priority, do I think he's going to do things differently than Trump? I don't have much faith in that at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't see him being sympathetic to immigration reform or, you know, to families that are immigrating from Central and South America. Um, when we're talking about immigrants, we also have to remember that there is a huge, huge, huge disparity between Central and South American immigrants and Canadian immigrants or European immigrants. Um, the the axe is really falling on immigrants of color, also yeah. coming from the Caribbean and from Africa and from any countries that are black and brown people. So, you know, we would have to dramatically scale back on immigration reform. And I don't see Joe Biden doing it. I don't see any president coming in and doing it. Obama didn't do it. So, you know, we really have to be, we have to be super realistic about, you know, what the ability is and, and what course of action we're ready to take. And as the way the country's looking right now, people, a lot of people are sympathetic when it comes to the separation of families, but when it comes down to cracking down on the laws that are making up immigration um, at this time, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Damn. Um, I just learned something. Thank you so much. I didn't know that a lot of the immigration law was um, due to the Clinton administration. Oh yeah, they, they, they like formed it. I mean, that everything that is the way it is now is because of the Clinton administration, which is, was a de- it's a de- democratic party. So, you know, when we're, I, I see a lot of people saying blue versus red and, you know, um, red is evil and this, like, nah, like blue ain't that good either. Like we, we really have to start thinking um, as a community nationwide. I think we really think secular, like we think about just as an individual and we're mm-hmm. not thinking about anybody else. And that's what the problem is in this country. It doesn't matter if you're red or you're blue. A lot of these laws, they were composed by white men and they don't care about black and brown people. And when those laws were put in place, they set a tone for the next hundred years, mm-hmm. you know, to, to try to rewrite these laws and to start being more um, realistic about who these immigrants are. I mean, these immigrants are indigenous people, they're indigenous to this country, they're indigenous to North, Central, and South America. 
Um, their people go, my people, we go back 65,000 years. And to have the gates closed um, to cross mm -hmm. over these colonized borders is crazy to me. Like, it just, it blows my mind. But I'm not trying to take over the whole show <laughs> about immigration because I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. So that's my short answer. <laughs> I love that answer. And we all learned something. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Always. Yeah. Always learning something with Rachel. Right? <laughs> oh, love it so I try. I try. I try. All right. Tara, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. I made it just for you. Uh, Lay it on me, girl. All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> so... You have 23 years of experience in social service. Thank you. Um, <laughs> social services are greatly impacted by local politics and local elections. There's been an influx of everyday people running for office. How optimistic are you about this new interest in local politics? And would you accredit Trump as a motivating factor behind this influx? So first of all, full disclosure, just because I'm involved with so many organizations, I need to just say that all of the ideals and opinions that I express today are solely my own and um, are absolutely, have absolutely nothing to do with any of the organizations that I'm affiliated with. <clears throat> and yes, um, I think Trump has a lot to do with it, but I also think that, you know, we have to remember that Trump is just the face of a much larger beast and that <clears throat> um, there's a lot that goes into this and it's so intricate and complicated. Um, you know, I didn't vote for people. I didn't, you know, yes, I voted Biden Harris, but I voted for conditions, not people. I voted for who's going to help meet these needs and conditions the most. Um, I'm well aware of the Biden Harris history. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in love with Biden or Harris, but I know that, um, they are who we can put their feet to the fire, right? Like we can hold them accountable um, and we will. I mean, we all know what's at stake here, right? We, we know that, that billionaires have led a hostile takeover. We know that many of our uh, representatives, including people in Congress, have been bought and paid for by big corporations. We know that uh, the Trump administration has put plutocrats in charge of almost every federal agency, um, it, you know, getting critical public services, I mean, cutting pr uh, critical public services, including SNAP, Social Security, the UP, um, United Postal Service. Um, you know, we know that uh, we face a six to three um, hyper-partisan conservative majority on the Supreme Court. Uh, of the United States, and and that that is the the hostile. It's hostile to democracy itself, right? Um, and that it threatens the 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 it threatens to roll back decades, decades of um, of progress, and um, affect some of the most vulnerable populations, some some of our most vulnerable vulnerable people in our in our community. Um, you know, so it's it's so important that we we can't we we unfortunately we don't have the best options, right? So we have to choose who we think is going to really be for the people the most. And it's so important that we that we show up, that we stand up, that we get out there and vote, and that we make sure that this country knows that we are people strong right? Like that's, that's the most important thing right now. And, and, and then we also need to understand that 
once the voting's over, we're not done. Like the work's just beginning. You know what I mean? We have a lot of work to do and the voting, you know, that's just one aspect. I, I get exhausted thinking about what needs to be done. And I think that um, a lot of us need to be running, um, especially women and, and in particularly women of color um extremely important so you know ayana rachel tomorrow i get with it huh? <laughs> I gotcha. yes yes i'll tell you what once <laughs> amplifier gets off the ground i might think about it but for right now i gotta focus <laughs> what tell me now what what are you gonna run for I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I missed the most important point. Local what? politics are just as important, right? Like we, yeah. I don't think people understand the gravity of that. Local politics are just as important. That's how we just we get to decide what happens where we live, right? Mm -hmm. And and I don't think a lot of people really. I hear so many of my friends who who don't vote. You know what I mean? For when it's local politics, it's it's like that's that's the most that's so critical. I, mean, I, I wouldn't say the most critical, but it's definitely well, equally as important. And I think we need to just put that out there that you know local politics are crucial. And um, if I ever run, it's going to be locally. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. For what? What are you gonna? Which which? I don't know. Town council? Something? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm running. I'm just saying no, if I run, it's I'm gonna trying be on to a local level. To nail uh -oh. it down. <laughs> to well, get it on the show. You said what you are you running for, Missy? <laughs> I know. That's what we all say. That's the problem. Your children are grown. Uh oh. Rachel's having bad Wi-Fi issues. Oh, no. Yeah, she said she's like, trying to get back on. So okay, she'll be on soon. Oh, there she is. Add to stream. You guys ever like say things like as you're doing it and forget that you're saying it out loud? Am oh, I the only one? I'm back. Okay, Sorry. cool. Yeah, Yay. you're back. We missed you. Okay. All right. Um, I have a question. The following questions are for everyone. Um, where do the three of you go to to get your reliable news and political coverage? Who do you uh, listen to? Who do you, uh, you know, when you see something on Facebook or whatever, what site do you go to to um, fact check that? Who do you trust? I mostly, I mostly pay attention to Sean King. Do you know who he is? Sean King. He's like yeah. uh, political commentary, but also a lawyer, activist. He's dope. I love him. Um, he just has like the latest information. Um, when it comes to issues pertaining to Black Lives, and I love him. I'm like on his page all day, all the time. And he has like a podcast, and yeah. um, I get tons of up to date, reliable information from him. Wasn't he just on the Breakfast Club a couple weeks ago? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. I love the Breakfast Club. Huge fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm an NPR person. I go to uh, oh. NPR. Um, so the AI. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was you guys do anything different? NPR. I also get updates on my phone, and I was just checking to see who it is. Um, it just says U.S. News, but I get a lot of updates on my phone. Um, that you know they it, it hits your phone like right when it happens. So it's like I kind of mm -hmm. feel like I get like the inside privy. 
<laughs> I'm sure it's not, but it makes me feel special. So anyway, <laughs> but yeah, NPR, NPR and um, moveon.org is another yeah, one that good. I love. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Move on for sure. All right. Um, how would you guys explain this moment in time, this presidency, um, this 2020 election? How would you explain this moment in time to your grandchildren as a bedtime story? Girl. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to the struggle, continues. Back up. The struggle no. continues. This is like a nightmare. I don't know if it's a bedtime story. Right. <laughs> like what I, right. I mean, for sure you want to make sure that that these times are um relate to our our youth you know and and make sure that they carry on the legacy i mean that's what that's what our elders do for us right mm -hmm. but um i think you know fortunately because of the world we're living in they're seeing all this play out right i mean we we live in a very social um what's it called not social but um you know everything's televised with social media and so unfortunately I don't think we have to tell them much other than to just maybe go over what's, you know, accurate, what's important, mm -hmm. um, you know, and keep the conversation going. But I don't know. That's, that's my take on it. What about you guys? I think, um, so there's the, my mom used to always tell me like the best thing she ever taught me was like, trust your gut and think for yourself. And I think that really rings true because I can't even watch the news anymore. Like I don't even have, like none of it's true. Like I, like, and I love Sean King too, but I'm questioning what gets put up and what gets taken down and what does he have control yeah. of anymore? Like even that is making me nervous. So some of the stuff that's yeah. coming out from him is like very similar to what's another state feed. I just like, it's all, I'm like, whoa. So like I've had yeah. to, just turn it all off and like go internal and be like, you know, and I think, you know, from years to come, we're going to say something like, we really, this came up at the meditation on my house. It's like, we really pissed mother earth off. And so she got upset <laughs> and she had some reactions. And so she had to show people some things that they had to do to in order to change the world. And so in order to do that, we kind of had to break down to break open, to heal people that needed to be healed. And sometimes that didn't look very good, but the world is on its way to figuring that out. Dude, that's the best I got. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's a good one. No, that's I'm gonna go right good. to sleep after that. That's good. I'm gonna cry a little bit, but I go to sleep. One thing that I think is super important, and I, I think that people kind of shy away from this a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and this is with my daughter, never mind my grandkids. That's that's another story. I, I have a 10-year-old, and it's just super important for her, for me to give her a foundation. So we don't just talk about like what's happening right now. She needs to know what happened a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. So when, as she's growing up, she understands that um, she's a, she's a black queen. She's a descendant of, you know, yes, I mean, she's a, she's an original person. She's an indigenous person. Her roots go back further than, I mean, we can even un, like begin to understand. Um, so it's really important to talk about uh, where we originated from. And that includes indigenous stories. Like we got to be storytellers. We got to pass these stories along. We got to mm -hmm. talk about um, the history yeah. and our ancestors and, you know, 
really make sure that they have a foundation. So as they're growing older and they're trying to understand modern times, they understand why things are the way they are right now and mm -hmm. what they need to do to be changing the future. Like I, I'm not going to accept anything less from my daughter. Um, mm -hmm. She doesn't have a choice but to be an activist, but she's already, she's already on her way. And, and it's <laughs> like amazing to watch her transform in that way. And when I hear her debating, she's so on point. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is why, you know, I had her learning all kinds of things like, yeah, like from when she was a little tiny little kid, you know, like mm -hmm. it's so important. I don't want to have to catch her up. You know, we, we, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. Right. For sure. And the other thing too is I learned a lot from my kids. You know, all my girls are in school. They're all working and they're, they're out in the world and they're living it. And they teach me, you know, and that's something that, you know, I mean, like, like BIPOC. I didn't know what the hell BIPOC was. It's like, you know what I mean? And yeah. my daughter was like, well, mom, because like with Amplify, she's like, well, mom, it should be BIPOC. And I'm like, I can't, I can't keep up. Like, I just, I was like, what the, more letters, mom. More letters. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's important to just also state that by POC, people of color, I'm, I'm including everybody, Black, Indigenous, everybody, Asian, Brazilian, Hispanic, like going on. But, um, you know, it's back to my point is, you know, these, these kids, you know, they, they're teaching us and it's important that we listen and that we hear them out because they have a lot to say and the world is changing and they're changing in it. And they're a part of all that. So, you know, it's like, I get so frustrated when I'm sitting and I'm talking to my elders and they're, you know, and I, I have a lot of respect for everything that they have fought for and been through and everything that they have led us up to now. But oftentimes I think, you know, that times are different now. Like we have to take a different approach. You know what I mean? And it's like, I wish they would hear me. And I think about that when my girls talk to me and they tell me, well, mom, you know, you got to do this or you got to do that. Or you got to look at it this way. And it's like, OK, like I have to open my mind up to the fact that even though they're younger, you know, and even though they haven't lived life, they are in it. They're living it. They're learning things mm -hmm. and they're, they have a lot to teach. So that's just something that's really um, valuable to me as well. Hell yeah. That's something we could all learn. I, I feel like a lot of times we um, discount what children have to say because they're young. But I yep. mean, you know, kids are smart, they're resilient, and they are watching. They are always, always watching. And yeah. so we got to do yeah. the right thing. So we show them what good looks like. Mm. Sorry, let me mm. get up off my soapbox. Um, Amen. What, what do you guys think? What do you guys think it would take to make Election Day a holiday? And should Election Day be a holiday? I think it should be a paid holiday. Like we Ooh. should get paid to go out and vote. Mm -hmm. It make me vote more. No, I vote. All the time. <laughs> I mean, well, I shouldn't say. We, let me let me rephrase that. We shouldn't get paid to go out and vote. We should get paid to be able to leave work to go out and vote. Right, I'm down with that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I was I like the other way because you yeah, have a lot of people debating that one. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that didn't sound right. It felt you good. Know what I mean. Okay. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, should it be a holiday? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm an independent contractor, so I probably wouldn't get paid anyway. I know. That's the thing. I'm like, well, right. Like, <laughs> is someone else going to pay me? Right. Who's paying me? Uh, I own the we got to think about everybody, guys. We got to think about everybody. Oh, we got to think about everybody. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it, it's definitely um, a privilege that a lot of people have fought and suffered for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think about so many people that have lost their lives uh, to give us the privilege to vote. Mm -hmm. um, this year was ex exceptionally hard for me to accept that I had to get my ass in the voting booth. Um, but Ooh, I, know I, I, was, I can't, I can't forget about stuff like that. Uh, so should it be a holiday? Who knows? I maybe, maybe, maybe. Every, it would give people an opportunity to spend time doing that. You know what okay. I think? Yes. I, I mean, no, I, don't, should, but I want to know. I think they should have white men work for no pay. Women not work for a lot of pay. And send all the fucking people of color to a goddamn spa for the day. Yeah. Thank you for your service for our, to our goddamn country because you hold up capitalism. I know. I had to drop it. I'm sorry. So I'm not gonna drop it again. <laughs> Damn, y'all heard that. I know y'all yeah, heard that. Uh, you know, um. but I'm <laughs> I like that answer. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. The next question, I have a rather large and long question. Um, this one is about racial justice. So um recently Chelsea Handler, um, because if those who don't know, Chelsea Handler is um a comedian and she used to have a, I think she still has a talk show. I'm not sure. She used to have a talk show. Uh, she's a white woman and she used to date 50 Cent. So recently Chelsea Handler called out 50 Cent for his support of Trump. He oh, yeah. has since recanted his support of Trump and said it was a joke. And one of Chelsea's tweets, she said, I had to remind him that he was a black man. She got flack for that, uh, for that statement as being racially insensitive. And she has since publicly apologized. My question to you is, can white people make mistakes and misspeak in that way and still have a seat at the table of social justice and civil, as social and civil justice? Well, Chelsea Handler's had to apologize before. Um, a lot I, watched, of shit. I actually watched a, um, a clip of her. She was like on some kind of platform and there were um, young black women in the audience and they called her out. Um, and, you know, oh, I know what it was because she wrote a book about white privilege and then she went on stage and um, she was confronted by young black youth that were like, we, we don't want your white privilege has allowed you to write a book about white privilege. Like it still isn't coming from black voices. So mm -hmm. I think she has a tendency to kind of overstep. Um, and I think, you know, we, we don't need white women reminding our, our black men who they are. We, we don't need that, in my opinion. Exactly. In my yeah. opinion. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're struggling as it is to, you know, um, uplift our black men as black women, vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, the last thing we need is a white woman chiming in about what our black men need to be doing or how they need to be thinking. And when it comes to, you know, support for Trump um, coming from black men, I mean, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that, that uh, there's a lot of black men that are listening to what he has to say. Mm -hmm. And that all stems back to 
you know, what Joe Biden had to say in the 1970s. I'm sorry. But it, it really it comes down to that. He was running his mouth in the 1970s. The N-word was coming out left and right. Uh, you know, he set up policies that basically separated black families, you know, from for like 30 to 40 years. And we're still dealing with that now. So, you know, it's not it's not another white person's place to tell our black men how they're supposed to feel about that. Mm -hmm. Black men are the number one people locked up right now. I mean, mass incarceration is real. Mass incarceration is another form of slavery. And we, we don't, we don't need, we don't need that. We don't need that opinion. In my opinion. Okay. All right. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Do you guys want me to restate the question? Or are you good? Not the whole thing. I think the end of your question was about can white people like turn it around? Yeah. Uh, can white people make mistakes and misstep in this way and still have a seat at the table of civil and social justice? I guess it would depend on like what they're able or willing to shift internally about their understanding of what they say in order for me to actually answer yes or no. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm super hopeful and some people call me naive, but you know, yeah, I work with a lot of white people who I've seen be able to make a shift after saying a really fucked up racist thing. Sorry, no, I swear. Uh, <laughs> and oh, like with, help, with some help, really be able to understand what white supremacy is. And a lot of them are really naive. Not everyone, right? A lot of people are purposefully race, like racist. Um, I mean, the prison stuff is like makes, again, my stomach hurt. We, we have like, pits in our body, like the, it is slavery. And that's where the police come in. And that's where the historic, historical stuff of where police, are, you know, it's a chain. Like we're getting black men in jail because we're so afraid because they are powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the whole 50 cent thing was fascinating to me. I saw an interview with him around the Trump stuff. So, um, but yeah, that was my thought. Nice. Tara. I agree with the both of them. I would say that, you know, Yes, mistakes are definitely necessary for the growth process and for edu education wise, you know, I think it's important that people be educated and educate themselves. But um, I, I think that now is the time for for white people to do less talking and more listening mm -hmm. and um, more learning and more growing and more changing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Damn it. Yes. And more internal dissecting without guilt or judgment. Like, just let it go. Like, the whole white guilt thing. Like, I'm sorry. Shut up. <laughs> was your right. family? A, I wanted to say that, but I was like, let me be nice. Exactly. Right. So it's white inside, take ownership, deal with it, and move on. It's all yeah, right. Yeah. We're all human. But whoa. Like, yeah. Man. Yeah, it's not my job to make you feel better about your whiteness. Like, cut that shit out. And how exhausting is it to feel like we constantly have to educate? It's like, I feel like I'm constantly having to like explain systemic racism and institutional racism. I shouldn't have, that's not my job. Like go look it up. Google is a beautiful thing. Like, I don't know why I have to constantly, especially when I'm talking about Amplify, I feel like people just don't get it and they don't understand it because they don't understand systemic racism. And then it's like, okay, we'll go do your homework and then come talk to me. But I mean, it's constant and it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. I mean, am I right? Oh, no. Yes. You're, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. I mean, it's okay. kind of become a second job 
trying to educate. And then when, when you are trying to educate, at least for me, I'm trying to be like as nice and as sen- sensitive as possible because I don't want somebody to break down into a right. puddle of tears in front of me. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's hard to get those hard truths out there, but it's also necessary, although it is not our job. My, my right. patience is is super like wearing thin um, when it comes to trying to get people mm-hmm. to know and understand our position um, as people of color with that are, you know, trying to live within a system that wasn't built for us. The system was was not built for us. It was not even we weren't even a thought on the radar. Uh, mm-hmm. when the constitution was written it, mm-hmm. that, that had nothing to do with us that they, they those laws did not pertain to us and they still don't so mm-hmm. until that happens you know we got to keep going and keep fighting um and pe- they're gonna have to start listening mm-hmm. that's really key what both of you guys said is about people kind of just be silent for a minute let let people of color have a voice let us express ourselves um, and don't cry about it. It, it. We don't have, again, we don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. No, no. And also like, go do what we say. That's the <laughs> other thing. It's like, people listen, they're listening and they're like, right. listening. and I'm like, they're like, what can I do? And I'm like, I just gave you five things to do. Go do it. And then, you know, fight like hell. Like, come on. Like you, you are all college educated because you're white. Now go. Sorry. I'm, 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 I'm really fine. Sorry. No, let it out, girl. Let it out. Let it all out, girl. <laughs> if you look at the systemic racism, it's like, you know, people of color are surviving because they've had to learn how to do that. Right. Yeah. And that's why we're so smart, because it's some of it is without an actual education. Right. You combine that with an education and boom. Right. You get us or whatever. It's not even everyone has to be educated in order to be smart. But, you know, it's like for white people, really, it, you have the tools. So mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. use them. Right. <laughs> but I also, yeah. also want to throw out there, too, though, that like, you know, expressing empathy is, you know, yeah, we're, we're tired of the tears, but the empathy, you know, moves me. It touches me. You know what I mean? It's completely, you know, it's not a bad thing to express empathy for what we're going through and um, to show your allyship. Um, It's just the tears that they get to us. But I mean, I can, you know, I don't know. I could go on forever about that one. I don't want to like say the wrong thing, but um no, I know what you mean. Like Christy cried, my friend Christy, she's white. She cried yeah. when matter sign got taken. I mean, she was legit torn up for me and for my family. I mean, we're all obviously super close, but like that empathy, I mean, that really was felt good. Like she yeah. really gets it. Like she understands, she gets the suffering, she gets the pain, you know, she didn't ask, you know, and all I had to do was I mentioned it to her when we were done with the studio. And then, you know, she was doing her own crying on her own. She didn't come to me and care, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, yeah. so, I mean, yeah. that stuff really, it does, you're right. It, the empathy really is important. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like Trump has empathy. Not that we're getting, but if we're going to go there, none, zero. I mean, that's, you can't, you know, people are like, I'm going to vote because of his policies. It's like, he, if he doesn't have empathy for people, his policies are going to reflect the same thing. So let's not get that fucking confused. Right, right. Right. I mean, we also have to remember there are true allies out there. I'm gonna shout mm-hmm. out Erin Andrews real quick because that girl is yeah. right there. There are true allies. Erin, yeah. Anna. They're few and far between. There's a lot of people that that My friends think Lois they and Janice. I mean, we could go on. Real work. Dog. Kicks in. So 
you know, there are true allies. There are. Absolutely. But they're also behind the scenes, which is what's so amazing. Like they do stuff and they're like, I don't want any recognition for it, which is just like, oh. that's saying stuff. Right. So it's not like they're posting a thousand things. Like, look what I just did for my black friend. Right. Like I see oh. that too. I'm like, Ooh. But, I know, you know that's another thing we need to be careful with is, you know, you know, Ayana, I know you're seeing this. Rachel, I know you're seeing this. I don't know about you tomorrow. I haven't had this conversation with you, but, um, you know, I've been getting hit up a lot from, especially because it's election time, you know, from various different leaders and elected people, run, not, not elected officials, but people running for, well, elected officials too, um, who are like trying to get that diversity card, right? They want to, they want to have someone mm -hmm. that they can be like, look, we have this, you know, person of color. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's really important. Like, you know, I'm just going to, going to, going to throw out like, for instance, I've been involved with Housing Assistance Corporation for years. So I know I'm not their diversity card. I have been like, you know, they, no, for real. Like they are, they have always been welcoming of all people and especially people of color. And um, like, I'm just, you know, like I'm on their board or whatever, but I don't feel like they have this desire to like only have me on because I feel that, that, you know, bracket for them or whatever, not bracket, but you know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm not playing that, that card for them, but there are so many agencies and, and people that we have to be careful of who will make us feel, you know, I don't want to throw any names out there, but who will make us feel like we're being awarded for something when they have an agenda. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. sure. So just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I get it. Yeah, uh, I'm in theater, so yeah. Um, so last question. This one is um, not really a throwaway question, but I just, I honestly want to know. Like, I honestly want to know. Okay. How many days old were you when you figured out that the five heartbeats weren't a real group? How old were you? I just, I was like four days ago. Four days Wait, ago. they're not. They're not? Right? Oh, you're paying um, me. Okay. Today, years right. old. Yeah, today, okay. years old. Yeah. Okay. okay. I didn't want to be the first one to say. <laughs> no idea. I was like four days old from now. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> I was listening to old, um, uh, Breakfast Club and, um, oh, God, who wrote uh, The Five Heartbeats? Oh, man. I'm so sorry, guys. Don't murder me. Robert Townsend. Whew. I'm oh, sorry. Um, he was on the Breakfast Club and he was talking about, yeah, like everyone thought the Five Heartbeats was a group. And I was like, oh, rewind. Sorry, what? Wasn't Five Heartbeats, not a real group. Had no idea. What do you know? You learn something new every day. Thank you for that very important information, Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. If okay. you could meet someone famous, if you could only pick one person, who would it be? Janet Jackson. Wait, dead or alive? Oh, that's a good one. Love Janet. Love, love, yeah, love. Yeah, I love Janet too. Yeah, you're right. gonna have to call security. Tupac. Mm -hmm. Tupac. Ooh, Tupac. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. How about you, Rach? Man, I'm not prepared for that question at all. Just pick one. I, I can't do it. You can't pick I can't one. Do it. No, I mean, there's just like so many. I'd love to step in. To, to people's lives, just real quick. 
but I'm all right where I'm at. <laughs> all right, who do you who would you spend an afternoon with? Like who 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 do you find interesting enough to spend an afternoon with? Afternoon. Um. Oh man, I I don't know. I have to I, I have to think about that. I only get to choose one person. Yeah. I go. She said Tupac like eight times. Well, I also like I really want to pick Rosa Parks. Like I just want to be like, I just I mean I know who she, you know all the, I know she's dead, but like you know, I just think. I just love her. Every time I think about freedom, I think about her. Every time I think about fighting, I think about her. I just... Okay, I got somebody. Okay. James Baldwin. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Really? That's a good one. Totally. Mm -hmm. I, I got would some pay... What? For James oh, Baldwin. I, I got some I can't go? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Girl. No, no, I mean, you go, he you would go. probably I think I'm whole... like, so stupid, but like, I, <laughs> I love him. No, oh, for so sure. Yeah, his right. Um so I would pick obviously like there's all these greats, right? There's Angela Davis, Obama, uh, Michelle Obama, like so many different people who I would love to spend an afternoon with, but I feel like we spend so much of our time and energy fighting and um, you know, and fighting the good fight and advocating and activating uh, activism. You know what I'm saying? What's the word I'm looking for? You know what I mean? But yeah. for me, it would be Dave Chappelle because oh. he is a funny motherfucker. Yes, <laughs> I met him. I met him. End of the day, I need to laugh. You know what it's I mean? Funny. And he's smart as hell. Like he's real smart. You know, yeah, and you can really tell smart. by you can tell by the the things that people laugh at mm -hmm. how intelligent they are. Can I? But just you can say get over like a race joke. So good. That that act I actually spent the afternoon with DMX one time. Wait, what? Yeah, I was interviewing him, uh, for a magazine when I was like 23, 24. Wow. And I spent the afternoon with him and his wife and a couple other dudes. I don't even remember who they are. Um, and he wouldn't let me interview him until I smoked a blunt with him. And it was like, I was like, no, <laughs> nobody Wait, did wants you? to see me high. Nobody. Um I, I did. So I, I I pulled a Bill Clinton and I just took one puff. You didn't inhale. But he was dope. He was dope. Super smart. And I like I vibed with him. Got his whole life story. It was awesome. It was amazing. So I I just wanted to put that little plug in there. Yeah. Damn. Did I did yeah. that. You did that. That's insane. Yeah. I've interviewed a lot of famous people, but he was like the most interesting. Well, yeah, he's by far. He impersonated an FBI agent to get drugs. Like, I want to talk to him. That's so. <laughs> I could see that. I could totally see him doing that. I could totally see I, him doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm in for that conversation. I have so yeah. many questions. So many. Oh um, well, well, that's a whole other story. But yeah, we're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on I'm my next on. coffee with tea appearance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to change mine from Janet Jackson to Angela Bassett because WWABD. Dude, what would I just Bassett have her arms. Her, she's she's just <sighs> God. I think that you can like break down all of your life's questions and um, problems with an Angela Bassett movie. <laughs> just pick any movie that you need. Okay. 
Totally true. Yeah, you need to get some sleep. You know, <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn. Too, yeah. That's all I can think of. Best movie. Best movie ever. All right. Um, oh, yeah. That's pretty much it for, for us today. Um, did I have any more questions for you guys? I don't think so. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yo, thank you guys so, 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 so much. Um, you guys thank were you. awesome. So thank cool. you. I love this. I feel this like was great. More often. Yeah. yeah. I'm so down with that. Absolutely. Can I just say yeah. one last thing? Um, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. We all got like personal things going on and, you know, it's hard to get out of bed most days, but, um, I just want all of you to remember what badasses you are. We are movers and shakers and we're, we're, we don't just talk about it. We be about it. And, um, I love you all for that. And thank you for all the work that you all do. And, um, I feel so blessed to have you all as friends. Okay. All right, guys. All right. Uh, thank you guys for watching Coffee with Tea, the special election edition. Uh, thank you to Tara Vargas Wallace, Ayanna Perrin, and Rachel Devaney. Make sure you Ooh, check out Coffee right. with Tea. Say it again. Devaney. You did it right. You got it right. I did it right. Make sure you cut, check out Coffee with Tea live streaming on Facebook at Tomorrow Poetry every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Thank you again to our guests. You guys have a wonderful day. Please, if you haven't voted, take your ass out and go mother loving vote. Go you guys vote. go vote. Thank you go so vote. much. Have a wonderful day. Thank go you. vote. And um, I was gonna say, I don't even know what I Peace. want the last thing to be. Um, Peace, love, love, and revolution. Peace, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll do the coffee with tea outro. Um, remember that hurt people hurt people. So keep an eye on your pain. Stay safe. Godspeed. We'll see yeah. you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Deuces!